Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net. Oh, yeah. All us geeks, fresh your bet. We round the world. We round the net. So get ready and get set. Because we make it look easy. No sweat. Jeff and Jordan, the host. Yeah, they be the best. From the north to the south, to the east, to the west. They cover movies, comics, TV shows, books. These guys going to get you hooked. Don't stop now, just take a look And don't forget to sign our Facebook Cause what they doing is board games, video games Yeah, they on it, they fly like a comet Interviews is up, this podcast is pure Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure Geek out any topic, no one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it So if you wanna go and get it on Then head to allisgeeks.com Welcome to episode 54 of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. And I'm Jordan Steinhoff. We're here to give voice to your inner geek. In a sad, demented kind of way. (laughs) Did you miss us? We know that. We already know the answer. We've seen... We know the answer. But you still haven't deleted us from your <laughs> yeah. pod burner, it's your iTunes, whatever. So much extra effort <laughs> to get rid of the subscription. I'll just delete each individual episode. Mark has listened. Mark has listened. <laughs> uh, good times. I don't think I really have any general stuff that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I don't. Like you and I talked about before we started recording, we kind of. You know, we're back. I mean, I'm back from vacation and my job's gotten a little goofy even pre-vacation. So I don't, uh, I scrambled for tonight. I mean, you, I, I, I was still in my work clothes when you got here. So yeah, I, well, I'm I, glad you weren't in the in-between stage when he answered the door. <laughs> eh, thought about it. No. Um, <laughs> never. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I don't know who you're trying to fool now. They, some of these people have been around for a while. They don't like us. They just listen. <laughs> Hate listening. Hey, you guys. Oh, um, actually, you know what? I do kind of have a couple general things now that I think. Ah, about. hate spurs the memory. Yeah, well, always. Uh, yeah, hate always spurs the memories. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're back. And we've forgotten how to do this. So uh, bear with us. We've been a little loopy so far, uh, which you probably already are aware of if you listen to Geek News by now. You, you wouldn't think missing only one app would have that big an impact. Yeah. But. And for those of you who are like, huh, what? Geek News? Uh, John, sod. <laughs> it's because you're not listening to all of the audio. There is an RSS feed for all audio from us. <laughs> He's one of the guys who's like, every once in a while, somebody will talk about something that we said in Geek News. He's like, that never happened. Like, no, it did. You're just looking at the no, feed. We're just messing with your head. Everybody else gets one feed, and you, you just get the things we want to mess with you on. Yes, I, I have that. We have that personal touch with every one of our listeners. So wait what, till, what wait. do you like and what don't you like? Okay, here I got this. Is this is John's feed? RSS. There you go. Here's wait till, what you need to subscribe to. Wait till we get to the questions that only Patreon people get an answer to. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is actually leads into a little bit about what I just thought of for kind of the generalized stuff here. Like a wheeled vehicle. That was an excellent like, segue. Like a segue you didn't even know you were giving me. 
That's how in tune we are, people. <laughs> you know, we we've kind of talked, and you and I still need to talk and 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 get ready for yeah. Because we've only been there. batting this around for what three months now. Let's, well, we said we let's would, not commit to anything. We said we would go at the beginning of the in year, January. So yeah. We still have. We just have to actually nail it down. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, and uh, this, this is the first time that Jordan's hearing it too, but the place that I got our shirts for from Gen Con. They actually run like a crowdfunding site for t-shirts as well. So now we can be rejected in a new venue. (laughs) So, you know, every once in a while I get, hey, why didn't I get a shirt? Well, it's because you jackasses didn't give us money. (laughs) So (laughs) that's why. But if there is some interest now, here's the messed up part, though, because I was playing around with it. Still need a minimum backers of 50? (laughs) Yes. We need 50 shirts sold. And I think playing around that it'd be like twenty bucks a pop for a shirt plus whatever it is to ship. So on one end, we can do that. And the other thing that kind of sucks is is like you have to do a. I there's one thing about adding complimentary thing that I got to figure out what they're talking about. But basically, it's set up and a couple of the other places I was looking at it set up the exact same way. If you want multiple colors, there are multiple campaigns, which is kind of stupid. Uh, I. Would, but there's something about here. I was about to compliment them on their awesome color selection. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's the nice thing. They, they do have a nice color selection and size selection. So the ones that I was looking at, I mean, they go up to four X. Yeah. I was well impressed last year when you said yeah. you could get stuff in my size and multiple colors and, yeah. and shit. Yeah. We got, we got some nice colors because we didn't want to wear that. We didn't want to look like we wore the same shirt every single day. <laughs> we didn't want to be those people at Gen Con with geeks on our shirt, <laughs> geek logo on our shirt. Um, look, so, no, it's just five black shirts, okay? See, yeah. no pit stains. I just have five <laughs> black shirts. So I, I can do something like that. I was playing around with like a stone blue or something like that. You know, it's, uh, but there, I mean, there are other colors. So what we would need is for you guys to tell us if that's something you'd be interested in. Cause if we throw it up, I mean, I might order some extra ones just to have around. Uh, unfortunately, you know, again, it's, I, I want to talk to him. I want to see what that co- complimentary thing is. Cause if you, I can add, say, same thing, but four different colors, four extra colors or something, that would be kind of cool too. Just to have around or for you and I to have replacements or whatever. Yeah. Mine are starting to get worn out. <laughs> so it, it is possible, but we need to hear from you guys again. I was towing around. It looks like it'd be about 20 bucks a shirt, big logo on the back, small logo on the breast. Or, okay. Yeah. Nice. If anybody saw kind of the shirts that I I kind of put them up last year or right before we went to Gen Con or something like that, but that that would basically what it be what it would, what it would be and if you'd be okay with like like it's a darkish not dark really but a stone blue again I can do a quick mock up it won't look one hundred percent right but I can do a quick mock up and and throw that up but what we would need to know is if there is actual interest because again if we don't hit the fifty. They won't get made, and it's just like a Kickstarter. Like you won't get charged, you also won't get a shirt. Now, now the- people might not be aware, but there are a variety of ways to contact us to <laughs> yes. let us know your interest in these things. <laughs> There's a contact form on our site. You can go to podcast at all as geeks or Jeff or Jordan at all as geeks. There's Twitter. There's Facebook. <laughs> Heck, rumor has it there's an, even an Instagram and a Tumblr. There is. Places I've never been. There's, <laughs> but they exist. <laughs> there's Skype. Even Google Plus. 
If you're one of the seven people that use that. Gene, we're talking to you. You're like the only guy I know that continually talks to me on Google Plus as a listener. So, yeah. And, you know, there's our Skype. And, of course, we have the phone number, which we haven't had a voicemail in a long time. Let's not overwhelm them. with. Hey, hey, hey. Go out to the website. You can see every way there is to contact us. Uh, but again, it's, it's 50 shirts is the minimum. And then I can run it as long as I want. So I was thinking that we'd run it a month, like a Kickstarter. They recommend two weeks. I'm like, there's no way in hell. We <laughs> This, you know, good time of year for people looking for all those geeks related Christmas gifts. Yeah. yeah. Just putting that out there. Cause we've had so much, so many runs on the coffee mug that at least one person said, Oh my God, take my money. Still waiting to take your money, Adam. <laughs> Um, so (laughs) the other nice thing though, about this is this is what they do. So unlike a Kickstarter, you will have your shirt roughly two weeks after the campaign ends. So you'll get them pretty much right away. We'll run it for like a month, but then after it closes about two weeks later, you'd, you'd actually have your shirt. So we need to know if there's interest in that. The other thing along that same lines, you know, we talked about potentially doing the, the Patreon and starting that next year. March will also be the pledge drive. Uh, so that's coming up. And with that, you guys get a bonus day because it's 31 days of podcasting because I will do the 31 days of podcasting again during the pledge drive. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, because you were so burdened last time. <laughs> no, that was our listener reaction. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, and yet we got listeners during that. I know, and that, and Gene is one of them. Which I still—that's a—that's a special kind of person right there that came in during the thirty days of podcast and stayed around. Day twenty-eight. Um, I have nothing to say. <laughs> nothing. I'm going to I've say locked, nothing for fifteen minutes. I've locked myself in this room. <laughs> The voices won't leave me. I actually do podcast every day, roughly 15 and a half hour. Some of them went a little bit longer, but we do try to give you content every day. Plus what we're already working on. And I think one of the ones I did last year was talk to a listener. I would love to do a couple more of those. Maybe if they're in the 30 days, 31, huh? 31, 31, right? 31 this time. One of the other things I'm kind of looking for would also be things you want me to cover. So if you've got some topics or some questions or whatever, shoot those at me and we can cover those in the 31 days of podcasting for March, which will be our pledge drive. And again, we will be looking at what it costs us to run this for a year, what we've got in the kitty right now, which isn't a ton. And then the difference is what we'll be asking for. And if we reach that and go over, we'll split 50-50 again with a charity. And then let's see, there was one other thing. Um, oh, December. Uh, we'll probably only be recording once in December, early December from the looks of it. Cause I think we record the third and then the next one will be the 17th and you'll potentially be on holiday or on vacation or back to the motherland. Yes. <laughs> uh, so it's Jordan's turn to go away. It's like, you know, you got back. I left. You go away again. Maybe this is how our new relationship should work. <laughs> <laughs> we seem to be doing all right there. But usually in December is when we do our end of the year uh, thing. So it'll be early December that we'll be doing it. 
so we won't be reviewing a game, but we'll be talking about our favorites and all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of a, if you haven't experienced our end of year thing before, it's a mishmash of what we normally do, kind of just minus a review. And Don will be here. Uh, so Don will be here with for us with that as well. Bonus uh, Don content. That's right. End your year. So I'm going to go ahead and put it out right now that one of the other things we usually do is stuff from our listeners. So if you have favorite moments or anything that you want to contribute to that one, we'll uh, take voicemails. We'll you know take emails. We'll take all that good stuff again. So uh, a lot of times it's kind of fun for us to go over what you guys consider a favorite moment. And a lot of times you guys trigger things for us that we've kind of forgot about for a while because it's so far back and it, and actually makes us go listen to it again. And I, I know I get a kick out of it every once in a while. Some, some gems have been brought up. It's scary to me that we're doing <laughs> or we're discussing the year end wrap up. I, I don't know where 2014 oh, went. I'm right there with you. I, uh, it's ridiculous. Shit. And you know, kind of the North is right around the corner and, uh, what the hell is something else somebody's talking to me about right now? Oh, um, oh, I'll just mention that here too. I told you about the Crypticon stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so we might now this is all kind of still up in the air. Uh, anybody that caught back when I went to Crypticon here in, in, uh, Minnesota, the Minneapolis Crypticon, um, it was my first time going and we kind of did a little podcast around it because Megan went with me as well. And I've kind of been talking with them off and on. Ever since I've gone, because one thing that they did this last year, which happened to fall right when I was on vacation, so I didn't get to go help execute it, uh, but was they brought gaming to Crypticon. So that was kind of cool to see or hear about planning, planning up to, <laughs> uh, but being in the process up to uh, not being able to help execute. <laughs> so now they are finally kind of turning and asking about podcasts and stuff that they can help promote on and stuff. So nothing is set in stone yet, but we, as that approaches next year, uh, it's, and again, it feels weird to be talking about next October already as well, but that's kind of sometimes how planning goes with some of the stuff that I do, especially interviews. Uh, so we might be interviewing the uh, gentleman that runs Crypticon or one of the people, I don't know, whoever we get for the interview, uh, Tiff's going to let me know. And then there's also some talk about us potentially giving away some passes. So that's kind of cool. Those guys have reached out. We're still, like I said, having that conversation. But if you are interested in something like that, let us know as well. Because again, we may have, I know we've got some localish listeners, uh, and we have some horror fan listeners as well. So, uh, you know, this is a pretty cool, don't, don't. It's a, it's a pretty cool convention. I'm actually hoping to go back this year, uh, this coming year again as well and do another podcast kind of out of there. So we might have some passes to give away. I should take Don re- return the favor for the anime thing. And, uh, it's in the same hotel too. So no, well, there you go. <laughs> All right. So now that, you know to get there early. Yeah. Nah, this one isn't, this one isn't as packed as anime detour. It's, it's not, uh, it's, it's a whole different vibe almost. Are you ready? Sure. You f- <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know her. <laughs> Game review. Well, we are going to be taking a look at Dragon Flame, designed by Matt Loomis, who will actually be doing a written review for us here soon. He asked if 
Uh, he could do a review, or I'm sorry, interview. So he will be doing a written interview mid-November, I believe, because the campaign will still be going on. So he's going to talk about this game and his design process and all that good stuff on the website. Uh, which, again, if you haven't checked out, we have been doing written interviews for a while. Lots of designers are kind of hanging out with us and, and giving us design their design process and their Kickstarter lessons there, as well as the audio interviews that we do. All right, so Dragon Flame is on Kickstarter right now, and it goes until December 4th, 2014. It is a two-to-five-player game, plays in about 45 minutes or less, uh, depending on how many players you got, I would think. I don't know. I mean, it's going to depend a little bit about also about how you, you don't want to give up your cards, I think. So more players will probably lead to that as well. <laughs> more players is just more EP. Yeah. So in Dragonflame, what you are doing is you are a dragon trying to collect treasure, looting the uh, countryside. You're burning the villages. And uh, at the end of the game, whoever has the most points wins. Uh, they call them glory points. So it's whoever has the most glory points wins. And there's a bunch of different ways that you can get points. I've seen like this, I think just launched today and I've seen some of the other reviews that some other people have been doing for it while I waited for us to get our ability to record our recording schedule uh, back in place. We got our schedule. I don't know if we have an ability. A lot of people have been covering the three plus player aspect of the game. And originally I was kind of thinking we were going to get Megan and Sarah involved, but then when I saw a lot of people kind of go, there is a two-player, but we're not going to talk about that. I was like, well, we'll go ahead and talk about that because it seems to be uh, one of the things that everybody's kind of glossing over. And really, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much different than the other versions, uh, which is nice. That's that's one of the, the nice things about the game. So uh, we will specifically be talking about the two-player version. Just know that there are a little bit of differences for a three-plus version, and those can be found on... Pretty much everything else on the Kickstarter, <laughs> every other review on the Kickstarter page right now. So for this game, uh, you get a bunch of village cards. You get some fields. For the two-player game, you're only going to use one field, which is a double-sided. Uh, the, the village cards have fields on the back, and the fields are double-sided, and that's just so you can kind of randomize it a bit. Uh, so, you know, when you shuffle it up, you see field on all of the backs and then you flip them over and you realize which one is the actual field. Uh, and like I said, in, in more players, then you're going to use all the cards, which then there'll be two fields. But in a two player game, you're going to do a two by three little grid and you'll, you know, randomly put out the cards, uh, which are going to be the villages plus the one field and that two by three. And then there are going to be some castle cards. Uh, in a two-player game, you just kind of, you don't need, there's some red ones and some blue ones. They go one through six. Put the red ones aside. I don't think it matters either way. You can do either ones. But in a two-player game, you're only going to use castles one, two, and three. Uh, because you always put out one more castle than you have people playing. So you'll have three castles out. And then there are two green banners that you'll use for the two-player game that just kind of signify who's first player, who's second player, and what they can play. And we'll get to that in a second. So you got that out there. You've got your three castles out there. Just put them in order, one, two, three. Um, and then each player, again, talking two-player, 
will have four cards. So uh, of the rest of the deck, which comprises of treasures and relics and knights that are not good for you and dragon flame and all this good stuff. So you'll, you'll have your four cards and you're, depending on if you're a first player or a second player, you'll have to play cards differently, either face up or face down. So first player in a two player game has to play three cards face up, one card face down, where the second player gets to play two cards face up, two cards face down. So the face down aspect is the fact that you're going to be able to put down some hidden information. Uh, that only you are aware of for that particular card or castle, because you're going to put these cards by each castle. And there are some limits to what each castle can have. So in this two-player game, castle one can only have two cards underneath it, castle two can only have three cards underneath it, and castle three can have any number of cards underneath it. So in castle one, once there are two cards under it, nobody else can put anything there. Those are the two cards that go with that castle. And if you have more players than two players, pretty much every other castle after the second castle is an, has an infinite amount of cards that can go underneath it. So you can kind of spread out. So I've got four cards. Jordan's got four cards. Let's say Jordan's first player, you know, he's going to lead off and we're going to go one card, one card, one card back and forth. Uh, as first player, his first three cards that he plays have to be face up. Uh, the first two cards I play have to be face up. And then we get into the sneakiness. <laughs> So the cards you're playing are all different ways that affect your score, pretty much. So there are uh, statues, which uh, pretty much everything we kind of talk about for scoring purposes has like three different types. So like statues, there's three different types of statues. If at the end of the game you have one of a type of statue, you get five points. If you have a second of that type of statue, you actually get zero points. So, for instance, I'm looking at uh, Russerth here, the Deceiver. So he's worth, if I only have one of him, he's worth five points to me at the end of the game. If I get stuck with another one, now he's zero points. Now, if I get don't another... Don't be a herder. Don't, yeah. Uh, now, if I get uh, Marsden here, the Liberator, he would be worth another five points. So I can have these two and get ten points. But if I get one of either of them, it'll zero out that statue's points. So that's one thing to kind of look out for. Two of either of them. Two of either of them. Yes. Chests are, again, there's three chest types. Uh, you're going to square your score for one set. So your larger set. If you have like four of the silver pieces chests, four by four, you'll have, hit 16 points. And then for every other type of chest you have that isn't in part of your score set, you're going to get negative one point per chest, not per type, but per chest. You got to kind of, you know, again, watch what you're collecting and uh, try to worry about that. And then jewelry is, there's a point value on the jewels. Uh, and they're just whatever that point value is, you get it. And then there is um, princess. Princess. Yeah, who is, she gives you one point per treasure type. So there are three types of chests. If you have all three types of chests, she will give you one point per. Uh, so basically negating out a couple of your negative points. And then if you have three types of jewelry, you get three more points for your jewelry. Now, if you have three of the rubies, you're only going to get one point from the princess for having 
rubies. So it's by type again, statues, all that good stuff. Anything that kind of helps get you score at the end. Then there's knights, which are bad for you because you're a dragon. So they're worth negative three points per ones that you collect. Oh, the princess, I should say, is unique. Uh, although in a two-player game, it doesn't come into play. Uh, the princess and the curse are unique. In a multiplayer game, there's more than one of each. So you can only ever have one in your score pile. If you ever collect another one, you just dis- discard it. Uh, and so the curse is negative two for each unique named treasure chest. So again, there's three different types of treasure chests. You can have up to negative six, even though you're scoring one pile. You're still going to get the negative for it because if you have the curse in your pile. So those are all the things that you kind of score with out of the main deck. There's also some relics, which most of them, um, at least in the two-player game, most of them help affect your score at the end of the game. So you get to do things like end of the game, give one of your knights to another player. End of the game, move some flames around on the villages, which we'll talk about flames in a minute. Uh, Jordan had one that was during the game he could use, which was make me choose another castle. Most of the ones we saw, though, were because I think we did actually discard a few and I didn't read through yeah. the couple we discarded. Most of the ones we had, though, were end of game scoring. End of game scoring. Yep. So, yeah, it's it's a way right at the end of the game to help kind of manipulate your score a little bit. And then one of the last things we have is uh, in the main deck are, is Dragon Flame, uh, which has usually like a Dragon Flame. It's just it's a Dragon Flame card with a, a dragon on it, breathing fire. Uh, and a point value kind of it's one, two or three. Usually I don't think, I don't think, yeah, one, two or three is three. Really is all the highest, need. Yeah. yeah. So what you do if you collect dragon flame is you have tokens representing your dragon flame and you will in the two by three grid you have out, let's say I have a one then I get to put along one of the edges. I get to put one dragon flame in a village uh, and there are spots in the villages for, Depending anywhere from like, I think there's like three or four. Yeah. There's like some fours all the way up to like eight or nine. There's an eight in here that we did not use. Uh, so for our purposes, I think five was the highest one. No, six was the highest one. One village could have up to six pieces of dragon flame, which was the one that I kind of readjusted the flame for. for you oh, because yeah, we yeah, were tied on it. And what happens in these villages is, again, they have a certain amount of dragon flame that they can take. And once they've filled up, that village is burned. So, for instance, this one that can right here, the Skaldale, that can take uh, four pieces of dragon flame. Once it has four pieces of dragon flame in it, the first player is going to get eight points. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the player that has the most dragon flame in here will get eight points. Second will get four points. And then if there's a tie... Because it's four, so if we each had two, it's whoever first burned the village. So whoever's in that first spot. And then there are ones like the one here that has five. Uh, if we were playing three players, there's actually a first, second, and third point total. Now, if a village does not get completely filled, it will not burn. So if it's not completely filled at the end of the game, nobody's going to get points for it. And then the fields, nothing goes in the fields. So fields are kind of dead spaces. So, for instance, in a row of three and the field, let's say, is in the middle, if I play my three dragon flame, I have to go in a straight line and I choose the you know direction I'm going to go, but it's going to be from an edge 
uh, horizontal or vertically, a straight line. If I do the straight line up that has the field in the middle, I get to put one dragon flame on, say, the bottom. The field I skip. It doesn't take any dragon flame. And then I get to put a dragon flame on the far one. Now, if I played a two dragon flame and tried to do that same thing, the first one will get my dragon flame. The second one is a field is wasted. I don't get to skip over the field to put my second one. Uh, so that's one of those things you got to kind of wa- watch out for with the fields and, and how to get around the fields if you need to. It's just a, a dead space in the overall area. End of game, any villages that have been burned, you'll get points for as well in your final score. You kind of just keep doing that. You we will each play our four cards. Some of them will be face up. Some of them will be face down. And then once we've played all of our cards... The end of the round is first player. So in our example, Jordan was our first player. He would pick which of the castles he wants to basically pillage. So he gets to decide which one he attacked, and he gets all the cards that are there. And then if there are any face down, he'll flip them up. If there's any dragon flame as the first player, he'll do his dragon flame first and put that out and then set aside any cards that are scoring related. Then I get to choose from the two that are left which one I take. Now, depending on which ones you take also affects who gets to be first player. So if Jordan takes the first castle again, then he still stays first player. If he decides he really wants, you know, there's five cards, doesn't know what they all are in the third spot because that's the only one that could take an infinite amount, he grabs that third castle. If I grab one or two, I've gotten a castle that's lower in number than than Jordan did so I become first player in that aspect. So it's always whoever takes the lowest numbered castle is kind of our first player for the next turn. And really that's kind of what you do all the way through the game until there is one card left in the deck and then that'll signify your final round and then that's when the game will end you'll do that one last take. And then Last Dragon Flame, all that good stuff. Uh, you'll do the Relic cards that are end-of-game stuff, and then you count up your points, minus out what you didn't get and, uh, or, or what you got uh, saddled with for negatives. And then whoever has the most glory points wins at the end of the game. Components. This is a prototype. I think a lot of – I'm not sure if – I think the art is final. But I mean, you know, we, we've got a prototype here. It's a pretty good looking prototype, I think, overall. So we kind of talked about it, but the, the dragon flame right now is cubes, regular wooden cubes. There is a stretch goal. It's like one of the last stretch goals for actual fire cubes for tokens. So what did you think overall for the components? Pretty good. I think it's unfortunate that a different type of fire marker is a stretch goal. <laughs> the cubes are pretty land but prototype the cards though if this is what is going to be in the final product or something similar to it i think the card's pretty good it's essentially a card game with some cubes and the cards being the most important component are very nice uh, good quality they slide well i think they'll hold up to wear well the art both on the front and the back very nice it's nothing fancy because it's really not about it's not that kind of game but it does it does its job well. Each thing on the cards well illustrated and is recognizable to be what it's supposed to be. Uh, yeah. Componentry. Very good. I like it as well. And, you know, we kind of talked about 
why there are two sets of castles when you and I were kind of talking about it, just because we didn't have to deal with it as a two-player game. But I thought that was kind of interesting, and you also kind of get banner points at the mm-hmm. end of the game and with more players for what castle you take and all that good stuff. Some of the stretch goals I remember seeing, like they're going to uh, potentially give each village it's a unique piece of art, you know, things like that. I don't mind the cubes. Uh, I do like the idea of the fire cubes, though. So I was interested to see where that fell. Uh, and again, it is one of the last currently listed stretch goals. They're running a fairly bare bones-ish campaign overall. I think one of the first stretch goals is upgrading the card component quality and stuff like that. If it's like what we've got, I think That's this is an pretty interesting solid. upgrade then. Because yeah. what they have now, I mean... What are they going to? You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I fifty I pound like... cardboard cardstock <laughs> here. I said, boom! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Do we have to play this again? I can't shuffle. <laughs> so yeah, I think that what we got here is pretty decent. If this was uh, just give me a box, and I'm pretty happy mm-hmm. um, with with what we got. It, it just needs a box and. This is a game. This is a quality game. As well, it's as a game sounds. without the box. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a quality game as is. So definitely decent components in this one. Again, it's mostly cards with some wood cubes, like you said. Mechanics overall, what do you think? Pretty solid. I had a few confusing moments, as you know, but that's just because <laughs> that's, that's a day that where I'm at this week. That's <laughs> you could explain one plus one to me yesterday, and it. I still would have had questions on it, but <laughs> once I finally shook my head and got my brain back in its hole, it uh, it came together. And uh, mechanically, it's it, it's pretty sound. There's nothing too difficult. It's uh, you know we've compared we as we were talking, we compared it to Zuloretto, Colorado thing, and it's it, it's kind of that. You're kind of trying to build a column for you, but at the same time, you know, a column to maybe dick somebody else, and you're you're trying to make one column is best for you as as possible and at the same time we've got the the always fun village burning thing going on too <laughs> and uh, even though it's it's kind of like two separate games but the scoring comes in at the end to make it one game because mm-hmm. you've got you know you've got the sets and then you've got the rah over here <laughs> because if there's a couple rounds with no dragon fire that comes up nothing nothing's getting burned Right. Uh, so that's that's part of a game that's just off to the side if the appropriate card doesn't come up. So mechanically, I think it all works really well. It's not it's not a brain drain, that's for sure. It's it's simple, but not in a bad way. But it's enjoyable because there's enough, even at the two player game, and I think even more. I would I assume more at three plus. Uh, a lot of good planning to dick your neighbor. Yeah, it's one of the things I really kind of enjoyed about it was the open hidden yes. information, and that also added a piece of strategy in for you as a player because in our instance, okay, in a three plus, the first player is always going to play their cards face up. Mm -hmm. But in a three plus, you're only getting three cards instead of four. So in a two player game, as a first player, you get to play at least one card face down. And the second player gets to play two cards face down. So some of your decision making comes into what do I reveal and what don't I reveal and am I putting it somewhere where you're going to think it's bad or good or, you know, just that little bit of extra almost bluffing aspect mm-hmm. in a way. And like you said, it's, you know, you have to take something, but you also know your opponent has to take something. And then there's also the, well, Jordan's first player this time. I don't really want 
where don't I want him grabbing right away or something like, you know, it's just, so all these little things. And we had a lot of turns where it was just like, oh, what do I do with this? There's you know? no good move. Yeah, how do I make around. this, how do I make this unappealing or appealing or whatever, you know? And, uh, and, and some of it again is the fact that the first castle can only have two cards. The second mm-hmm. castle can only have three cards. So some of that is kind of dictated. I mean, we did have a few rounds where it was like, well, I guess it's dump it in the third castle because we have nowhere else to go. So in that aspect, I almost kind of wish there was a fourth castle. Almost wish there was a little bit, maybe potential for a spread, but not, not in a bad, not in a, a overly bad way or anything. I do like the aspect of one castle is just not going to get grabbed. They're, these are, going to be throwaway cards mm-hmm. one way or the other and it's, yeah, and it's threw, not 100 up artifacts to you. And, yeah. you know and it's not 100 up to you if yeah. it's going to get thrown away it's is the other person going to grab it or not um, you know your choices are it, what with the with the hidden cards if uh you know when they're not your cards the choices are made by what you can see and mm-hmm. if you know that there's two good things but there's also two good things you know in another column but are face down versus what's the dick that that your opponent just did and the one that you you want you know it's you don't necessarily make uh the best choice at, at any given time yeah it's it's all about trying to mitigate your score loss yes. as much as it is about gaining score cuz then that's the other thing too is once you start collecting certain things you know it's like now I'm getting all these other chests. I don't want these chests. How can I not collect these? Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. And then it's the same on the other side. It's like, oh, he's, he's got that set of chests. Well, let's spread out these other chests as much as possible, you know, just various things like that. So I, I think it is a very simple game as far as picking up and playing and all that stuff, but there is, just enough meat there, especially in your decision making. We decided to go with the two player game, but I still think this is something we could easily get Sarah and, and Megan in. I think they would enjoy it. At least mm. I think Megan would enjoy it. So yeah, the, the mechanics are pretty solid the way they are. And, and there's just enough meat there to kind of, and just enough, oh, how can I screw with you? Or, oh, you screwed me over. That was the pile I wanted. You had to put that there kind of thing. Rules. Dead simple. This is like five pages and the first page is pretty much just here are the components. Here's what they look like. And the last two pages are here are the uh, definitions of each of the different types of cards. So, you know, really you're looking at a couple pages for rules. And again, that's a couple pages of rules with slight variance on here's how you set it up for two players. Here's how you set it up for three players. Here's how you set it up for everybody else. So it's very easy and simple to pick up and read through and understand. And I think the only thing we had the entire game was the card, the relic you had slightly vague and could probably go in the rule book Mm -hmm. just from the, and it was, I I don't remember the, what the relic is called, but it was basically the wand or something like that. Jordan, it, it basically said Jordan could discard it to make me pick another castle. The only thing we, I wasn't sure of, and it's not in this set of rules, so it could easily be added was he played it so that I picked another castle for a card, but you could also potentially translate that to pick another castle when I'm picking castles. Mm-hmm. So we weren't sure if it was meant to be that wide open or not. We let it go because we weren't going to stall a game yeah. on one card and, 
Uh, it could, and that's just one of those things that can be easily clarified in the rule book uh, or on the card itself. So that was the only thing the entire time we were playing that we had an issue with, I think. So solid rules, I think. I would agree. Teachability? Pretty good. <laughs> I'm just trying to offset my initial reaction from last night based on <laughs> where my head was last night. I think teachability, if the person's, you know, paying attention and isn't thinking about 17 other things, it's pretty easy. <laughs> Yeah, I, There's not a lot going on here, and each individual phase is pretty straightforward. You know, you draw, you play, you capture, you burn, and all of that, each individual phase is easy to explain. Yeah, I, I think it's really easy to teach in the basic phases like you were talking about, the what you actually do every turn. I think the one thing that can be a potential gotcha for more casual players is the here's X number of different ways you can score and manipulate mm. your score. But I don't think that's huge. And a lot of it is on the card too. A lot of it you can kind of reference off the card, kind of on the card, but some of like, you know, the chess all have asterisks because it's squared, but that's not on the card itself. Like the statues have the five slash zero. So if you can just remember one, you get five. If you get more than one, that's going to zero it out. But there are, for a more casual player, I think there are a lot of different, well, wait a minute. How do I square this one? Potential. The actual playing of the game. I mean, you look at something like Carcassonne. That's what a lot of people go through with Carcassonne, right? You can, you can get the game itself. It's when you get to scoring that some people have issue. And I think this is nowhere in that level of, well, how do I score the farmers? <laughs> Uh, so I, I think this is a lot more casual gamer friendly than in the scoring aspect than that is. But overall, especially since it's mostly cards and cubes, very casual gamer friendly. Like I said, I, you know, I've talked before. Megan comes from a card playing background. Her family loves to play cards. I think this fits right in there. So I think it would be easy to teach. I'm thinking about bringing this to the game day. That was one of the things I was going to talk about earlier, possibly bringing it to the game day this, this coming weekend and uh, giving it a run out there and see what people think, too. So, theme. What did you think of the theme, sir? It's called Dragonflame. There are cards that say Dragonflame. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's there. You know, it's it's light, but it's it's a light game. There's no, like, big dragon standee. You don't really need that. It's not... Uh... Which, <laughs> what is your vertical access for your dragon flame? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't get to burn that village. Comes with a uh, hairspray <laughs> with, with a dragon nozzle and a lighter. No, that's where the silly string's at. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm burning hit. this way. <laughs> Comes with 72,000 village cards. And a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> do not play in your open flames <laughs> i mean it, it's light but it's a light game but but it's there you know there's like i said it's dragon flame there are cards that say dragon flame there's the kind of uh medieval village uh a- aspect to all the cards get the castles so it's got the and the knights so it's got the very traditional oh and of course the princess and dragons <laughs> like the treasure so it's got everything that you'd expect in the kind of uh the fantasy uh or or St. George kind of uh dragony theme thing and I do really like the village names. They're all <laughs> after effects of having been burned. There's yeah. you know Scaldadel and you know Ashton and Burnt Town. Charlotte. Yeah, stuff like that. So Bernice. Yes. <laughs> Lava Wood. Yeah. yeah so that that I think is is cute. Thematically slight doesn't need to be heavy and it's there. I dig the theme. I 
I agree with you. It, I mean, it is light. I mean, it, I like it, dragons. Yeah, so. I like dragons. I like turtles. Uh, <laughs> I love lamp. <laughs> I like dragons. Uh, I think it's it's a good game. I like the the village thing. It'd be kind of interesting. I mean, it, like it's not necessary, but it'd be interesting if they do end up doing unique art for the villages and stuff. I like the dragon flame stuff and trying to burn the villages and all that stuff. I do like. The aspect of they do have for each number of the dragon flame, they do have a different dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of cool. So overall, yeah, I mean, it's, it's lighter on the theme, but it's a lighter game. Uh, but the theme is there. It is represented pretty well, I think. And like you kind of said it earlier, I mean, the, the, the two game aspect of it is just like putting out cards, hoarding cards from the castle and I'm done with that. Let's go burn some villages <laughs> and snack time. Yeah, so I kind of, I kind of dig all that. I think it works really well. It, it's a lighter cartoony style artwork as well. So that lends to the nice light theme, but it is there. It is represented and I like what they've done with it. So it's not something that you kind of look at and go, eh, okay. <laughs> They tried, but it, it actually fits with, with this game, and I like it a lot. All right, so now we're at fun factor slash overall. I think anywhere two to five, this is a pretty fun game. It's light, as we've said. I think we've hammered that home pretty pretty well. It's a light game. <laughs> it's a, way, it's a light game, just in case. <laughs> but like you said, there's enough meat to it in, in the decision-making and how to protect yourself or how to screw somebody else that... Uh, that uh, it's it's gonna have replayability just because it's uh, at its core. My takeaway is it's a screw your neighbor game as much as it is anything else. I mean, there's a few things going on here, but any time that I can say there's a screw your neighbor aspect, I'm I'm gonna be happy. <laughs> pretty happy. No, so it's uh yeah, it's a pretty good game. I mean, I'd give this uh kind of a crossover game or an introductory game for either card gamers or non gamers because it really is just a deck of cards. It's fun and it's it, it's easy to pick up. Yeah. I think I kind of mentioned it here. Well, I think I mentioned it towards the beginning, but like when you and I were talking the other night too, I really do like the fact that it's not a completely different game at two players, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate. I mean, you know, we, we've talked before and we've seen other games where it's almost a different game. Like, oh, if you're going to play it two players, you're playing a, a whole other game than if you're playing with more people and here's how the rules change and here's what you need to do. And here's the game for the audience that we've marketed it to. <laughs> yeah. And here's the rules for if you have only one friend. <laughs> here, yeah. Here's for you lonely. <laughs> uh, so I, I appreciate that. I like that. I mean, you know, s- some small tweaks, but it makes sense for being less players. It's mm-hmm. just scaled. It's not different. It's not changed. Yeah. So I, I like that and I appreciate that. Like you said, I love the fact that it is light enough to bring other people in, but has that meat and that take that to where, you know, there were a couple moments where like, you know, not your finger, you you took your finger (laughs) off the card. It stays there because you just didn't quite know where you wanted a card to go or what the ripple effect was going to be. If you really laid that card there, there's that aspect too. So overall, I think we had a lot of fun with this game and the theme appealed to us. There was the take that element there was hidden information with public information that made you kind of go back and forth at times. Like, uh, which castle am I going to take? Do I care enough? Do I want first player? Which I don't always think is valuable in this game. No, this is a game where, uh, as often as not, you, you don't want to be first player. Yeah. 
you know, especially when you see that that's that's I think my favorite aspect to the game. It's a game where you you want to voluntarily give up first player sometimes. Quite a few times I was not at all unhappy to to let you take something because I see my cards and I'm like, I know I'm not going to have, <laughs> there's no good outcome here. There's no happy ending. So yeah. let Jeff commit first to see <laughs> how badly he gets screws. And, and maybe I get something good in the third castle. <laughs> so yeah, all of those elements come together for a really solid, good game that you can play two to five players. Definitely recommend it uh, and go check it out. So again, uh, Dragon Flame is Minion Games. It's on Kickstarter right now and goes until December 4th, 2014. Potato. <laughs> what we're watching. Stuff. Okay, next. What we're reading slash listening to. Not yet. Spoilers. <laughs> Doctor Who. Gotta say, I'm relatively disappointed with this season. Yeah. Um, That's another thing you and I got to talk about the other night. I think, uh, Ocean's Eleven, Listen, and the other one, there were three in a row that were really good, but before, Obviously. definitely after that, it's, it's just been a pretty crappy season. I am still right there. I, I didn't like Listen as much as you did, and I still don't have this standout. Next week is the season finale. I don't have a, Yep, this is why this season exists. You know, yeah. th- this is the this is the episode. Well, my spoilers. <laughs> my view is that the season exists strictly so that they could switch the gender of the master and see how the audience takes that. Probably as a prelude to at some point having a femme doctor. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of that. It's like, well, this is our this is our testing waters. Mm-hmm. Will people really react well to if we ever switch the gender of the doctor? I think that was a cheesy reveal. I don't care about the gender of either character. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought Missy was great in this past app, just, just in general. Yeah, I thought Missy general. was fun, but especially Dark Waters. It's like, do you not notice the skeleton that just stood up behind you? <laughs> no, everybody is very actively not looking behind them. And all the actors were so actively not looking behind them. It was clear that they were going out of their way to not look behind them. Yeah. Yeah, It was just, I mean, there was Cyberman imagery all over the place. And the doctor was just like, "Ah." Clara, I can understand. I don't think she's met the Cyberman before, but the doctor and uh, just there was a lot of silly stuff. Yeah. Like I I told you the other night when we were talking about this is a couple of things to me is one, the 2D, whatever, flat line. That episode just bugged the hell out of me from beginning to end. I mean, that one was just. I almost ridiculous. turned it off when he did cousin it, <laughs> not cousin it thing. <laughs> yeah, thing. Do, 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 do. That one just really bothered me, and the last few episodes has been a whole lot of what am I missing? What am I missing? And never really figuring out what. It, I mean, that's that's it's one thing at the start of an episode for the doctor to be going, what am I missing and getting curious and, and digging into it deeper. But by the end of the episode, the nemesis has got to go, well, look stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what every episode is. It's not him figuring it out. It's, it's them revealing themselves. Yeah. Finally, yeah. you know, kind of thing. The only time he figured anything out was really the oceans 11 app where all he figured out was that he was the one that put everything into motion. Yeah. <laughs> so, duh. No, it's it's just been a, it's really fragmented. I mean, 
I've never been keen on Clara and this, she's just been vacillating between whiny and annoying (laughs) and angry and annoying all season. And yeah, see, I, and this whole, okay. So they've revealed Missy as the master, but I was expecting more, you know, the way the buildup was, you know, a little blurb every app and taking people to heaven, which apparently it wasn't and all this stuff. I was expecting something. A much better scheme at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. You yeah. know. Oh, I agree oh with you so there. the masters teamed up with Cybermen. Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Especially since a couple of the glimpses we had was her hand selecting. Yeah. Individuals that she was. Yeah. It was. I, I agree with you there. And, and apparently feelings. able to spy on them from afar. Because yeah. like last week she said she was happy to have chosen Clara. Clara. Yeah. I don't know why. She's a useless character. But anyways, I mean, when they were getting up to the reveal that Missy was short for mistress, I was actually hoping it was going to be Romana. Mm -hmm. That would have been much more interesting to me to have Romana have gone bad or something like that Mm -hmm. after being the president of the council for a while. And because she's a character that's not been dealt with. There's been other vague time lord things. But but again, kind of the master is kind of the thing I was dreading. Because it's just in the same old thing. RTD did it and Moffat's done it. We're just, we're going to have the Daleks. We're going to have the Cybermen. We're going to have a throwback to something classic. And then we're going to have a bunch of weak apps. And it was all the same here. Oh, hey, look, it's the master, John Sims. No, not him. It's a chick. Okay. <laughs> it's still the master. But her lines were really great. <laughs> yeah. that I mean, episode overall aside. I enjoyed her yeah, and her role minus the reveal. Yeah. I agree with you there. See, and I, I haven't had as much problem with Clara as you have. And actually it's, well, why not? <laughs> because you're a cold hearted son of a bitch. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it's one of the things that Megan's really got Megan into the show. She really liked Clara. I know the rumor air quotes people. Hoping for the Christmas app. Um, yeah, is that she's leaving. But it seems like they're just going out of their way to make you want her to leave at this point. This well, whole especially season is like, now with Pink, in theory, being dead, you know, she he was her main both motivation and sore spot. She was lying to both him and the doctor about everything she was doing. Uh, he knew it. Well, they both knew it. Both weren't putting an end to it either way. And she was just bouncing around between them. But her main motivation for being on Earth was Danny. And her main motivation for a lot of things, as it turned out, was Danny. Now Danny's dead. So she's not the impossible girl anymore. And now she's not the romantic girl. (laughs) Unless they download him again into something. Because I do think he's really dead. I don't know whatever's going on here. but He still hasn't hit the delete button. Hasn't hit the delete button. (laughs) All told, you know, this has been a weak season. But Danny's been my favorite character, I think. Yeah, I can, because I can, he's been I agree with that a companion without being a companion. He's been the most consistent, too. Yeah, very consistent in his personal character. Yep, like you said, Clara's kind of wa- keeps waffling back and forth. The Doctor seems undoctor-like at times. I mean, again, I mean, it's just the whole "what am I missing" and all that kind of crap. And well, they, and I they don't... even stopped with that though. The first couple of episodes, like, why do I have this face and what yeah. am I missing? What does this face mean? Why am I back to this? And then whew, he's gone. So unless there's something next week about why he's either the dude from Torchwood or the dude from Pompeii, you know, that's been a dead storyline. Yeah. 
that's neither here nor there, I guess, until next week. And I can release my full <laughs> sack of bile on the show on the season. Also, Walking Dead, enjoying it much more than last season and definitely much more than Doctor Who. This has been a very good season. It has. And I disagree with you on your next point. Oh, last night's last, app? Last night's app. Sucked! No, it did not. That was a great app. No, because yes. even if we give Emily Kinney, a Beth, the, the benefit of the doubt that she was just biding her time for a bit, everything that happened in that app, even taking that into account, was just out of character. She's a full-on fighter now. She Once she's gotten her bearings, I don't think she'd be intimidated. I don't. She'd bide her time. She'd plan. She'd get her way out or try to, as she did. But everything there was was wrong. It just struck me as all wrong for for what Beth became after the suicide attempt in the barn season, the farm season. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, it's a whole different well, environment. Well, I mean, you can be it's wrong. Whole, That's okay. It's a whole different set of group. It's, it's, she's, you know, she's scoped it out. She's found out, like, where they are and how difficult it is to potentially get out. And I think it's just... I mean, I think she was kind of not only biding her time, but trying to figure out what she could potentially do and, and how scary are these people. Uh, Gorman. You always just, were an asshole, Gorman. <laughs> Once they announced his name, Sarah just looked at me and said, be quiet. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting dynamic. I'm not quite sure what this is supposed to be because I don't really recall anything like this from the books. So this is mm-hmm. definitely its own unique thing. Yeah. I'm glad they haven't just gone straight from the hunters to the next, the next Alexander. Vil- yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad they're throwing something in. I'm glad they're shaking stuff up and they're not right. running. Alexandria. 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 Yeah. I think that's what it was. Eventually they got to get to the resolution of the two military dudes. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that's going to be the season finale. Cause I don't think they've got enough to do into next season with that too. So that should be pretty good. But the pacing has been good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cannibals were really, really good. And even though it wasn't Dale, the way they still gave Bob pretty Bob, much yeah. word for word the, I don't know if it was word for word, but definitely the sentiment, you know, <laughs> you dumb asses, yeah. I've been bit. That was really well done. It was really cool to see them be able to keep that and mm-hmm. give it to a different character and, yep. and still play it really, really well. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's been a great season so far. This last episode expect, accepted. I enjoyed it and I liked seeing the, you know, w- one more dynamic of, well, here's how we're going to do it. Here's how we're going to survive this until, until help comes. There's uh, no help. We're going to keep structure and everybody's going to pay for everything they do. And even the, you know, just the whole thing of, well, you can leave as soon as you pay off your debt, but you got to eat and eating's a debt. So, you know, it's just the so whole, like, there, there's no the way out, store. you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I, I just think Beth wouldn't put up with that, especially now that she's been revealed to be a fighter. I think they're going to, well, apparently they're moving away from Beth next next week and going back to the core group. So yeah, to find out who's actually in the bushes. Yeah. Duh, <laughs> did they not watch the after credit scene? They know who it is. Um, uh, I don't know if that's going to be who it is. Well, if they go somewhere else, that would be silly, I think. I think it might be uh, Noah. I'm going to put my, my money on Noah. Uh, could be. Because Noah right now is also our connection to Alexandria. Mm-hmm. I could see that. But I think I'd much rather, just because I like that actor. I oh, I like I like him too, but I, I just have this feeling that it's going it to potentially be him. Uh, could be. It's a good call. 
Heard it here first. <laughs> and just the usual stuff. Just Arrow, Flash. Really enjoying both of those and just the usuals. Let's see. American Horror Freak Show. Join that one. This is a good season. Following the Freak Show and Twisty the Clown that's got everybody up in a rage, including the, what was it? The uh, Clown Associ- American Clown Asso- Associ- Association Clown America International. Some really dumb name, like American International, but they protested the, you know, portrayal of clowns. <laughs> it's like, Have they read Stephen King? Yeah. <laughs> or anything else ever. This one show is really not going to be your PR spot. <laughs> there's there's a long road to walk there. <laughs> uh but yeah, I I really been enjoying that. I I really like that show. I like what they do with it. And I also like the fact that they've recently come out and said that there is a thread through all of them that they're all going to be tied together. Kind of yeah, I saw a little thing on IO9 or something like that today. They were speculating on how all the yeah. what we're up to four now all, all yeah. four seasons are connected that's kind of well we talked about earlier but comic book man <laughs> on the fence about that one sons of anarchy has been awesome that one's coming this is final season for that as well that's been pretty awesome pretty intense and they're not pulling any punches for final season so it's been uh pretty tense at times like you said arrow and flash watching both of those enjoying those gotham still watching gotham Enjoying that. It's a very good show. Lots of Penguin. Everybody's favorite character on there is Oswald Cobblepot. Did you, you see the last up of Arrow? Uh, I should say a Flash when Felicity showed up at the trivia bar. Yeah. Somewhat overdressed. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. She came on screen and Sarah just looked at me. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking it, but I'm not saying anything. So I don't deserve that look. <laughs> yeah. Big Bang Theory, of course. Face Off, I think. Yeah, Face Off finished. So got to watch the finale of that. Ink Master Rivals is still going on. So still watching that one. And then a bunch of the comedies again. Uh, Modern Family, Blackish, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm liking, all of those. I'm liking Blackish a little yeah. bit more every week. I, the la- this last up, the Halloween up, did you see that? The prank up? No, I think oh, we're okay. one behind. I think that's one of the things we just started. Coming back from vacation, we started power watching everything that we were behind on. So hashtag power watching hashtag power watching. So that's one of the ones that we just recently started watching again. So I think we only watched two of the episodes we had recorded. Same with Brooklyn nine. Actually, I think we caught up Brooklyn nine, nine now, uh, which we're really digging that show. That was the sleeper hit for us for sure. Of course, blackish is now kind of becoming that because we discovered it kind of the same way. And then it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I'm still kind of watching that off and on at, at night, power watching through that on Netflix. And then on the plane, I watched Divergent. Mm-hmm. Eh. It's a YA movie. It was fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't horrible, horrible. It was just middle of the road, okay-ish. But it was one of my free choices. <laughs> Didn't have to pay for it on the way back. So, yeah, that's pretty much me, I think. Oh, and I also watched just yesterday on Netflix, um, Homefront. Okay. Which I don't know if Statham now just does straight to DVD because, because <laughs> I don't recall seeing any commercials for this in like a theater, but it's, uh, I think he's done a lot of straight to DVD stuff though recently. And I mean, 
And straight to DVD is a lot better than it used oh, to yeah, be. Oh yeah, definitely. But, this yeah. is not like Tree Rollins straight to DVD. This was <laughs> this was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. It's um, I think I got that one upstairs. He's like ex DEA agent. He, he tries to semi retire and just take and raise his kid. And of course, you've seen an action never movie happened. that yeah. never happens. But I mean, it was cool. I mean, it had like everything that I'd want in a movie. Jason Statham was in there, both <laughs> driving and shooting and kicking. Winona Ryder was in it. Clancy Brown's in it. There's a redhead in it. And <laughs> it's good action. I mean, it's Statham. You're not expecting high art. <laughs> not to take anything away from his movies. He's an action movie dude. And this is a good action movie. There's some good fighting, both ranged and melee. There was enough of a story and romance to hold it all together to give it a point <laughs> beyond just breaking ankles and shooting heads. I, I really liked it. Homefront. I don't think I've watched that one yet. I think I've got it upstairs. I can't remember right now. What we're reading slash listening to. I actually have been reading some things other than rule books. Liar. Although I'm still reading rule books. <laughs> told, told Jordan the other night I had a small stack on my nightstand, which is kind of sad, actually. But I did finally break down and uh, get some things on Comixology. I went on the site and found out they could use Amazon Payments now, which I have tied to a card that I don't really care about that much and is very low limit. So I went ahead and put that on there and got caught up with a bunch of things. So Saga, I think I'm one issue behind. Still enjoy that. They did kind of a, when they came back from their hiatus or whatever, they did that little, like a time jump kind of thing. They're hiding out or whatever. So it's still an enjoyable series and I, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I, it's one that I still stay in an issue behind. <laughs> Cause again, 199. Cause you have to. <laughs> 199, I'm fine with. 299, not so much. Sex. I got caught up on sex. I think I'm maybe. Well, you were on vacation for a week. I should hope so. <laughs> well, no, yeah. we were on vacation <laughs> with other people though. So, oh. uh, no, um, sly dog. That one, I think they might have now released another issue. So I might be one issue behind on that one now too. Uh, and <laughs> it's, I don't know how many issues I'm in now and it, I'm still like, I don't know. I just issue 24 still waffling. I know it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's like my Lost in a Cave recording or something like that. Day 25. Still not willing to eat that green slug that keeps following me around. I've <laughs> but I'm intrigued. <laughs> Tomorrow I might lick it. Day 27. Bad choice. <laughs> P.S. Don't lick the slug. I like the idea of it. I like the concept. I like... It's, you know, again, it's the whole, what if Batman really did quit? What happens to the city? And then, like, he he quit, he left, he comes back, but he's promised somebody, and I, I'm assuming it was, I think it was on, like, their deathbed or something like that, that he would, you know, live his life now and not go back to this. So, so far, he's quit, and he's trying to, you know, lead a real life or whatever and actually run his company, because, again, he is, he's Batman, he's Bruce Wayne, you know, his alter ego is the Bruce Wayne. He's, he owns this big mega company and all this stuff. So now he's trying to like, well, what? I guess let me actually 
be involved in my company. Let me see what actually it takes to run a company or whatever. So, you know, just stuff like that. But it, it, it does have this huge, just straight out there sex thing, you know, going on the whole time. And, but it's, it's what happens to the city since he's gone when kind of those elements come back in and start taking back things over. It's like, Oh, he's the saints really not here anymore. Okay. And then we also get some time with his former sidekick and how he's dealing with that and, and how he still wants to kind of clean things up. So there's a lot of elements I like, but there's just that whole like middle of the road part. That's just like, that's the part that kind of keeps me out of it a little bit. And then there's still the random damn coloring of words. <laughs> just when I think I'm out, it pulls me back in. <laughs> so I love the, I love the idea of it. I love the concept. I love the, most of the story, but then it's just like, and bam, you know, in your face. And it's like, I don't know if that was necessary, but okay, let's get back into the story. With <laughs> well, a name put, like sex, put the penis you away. You would expect it to be back put, in your face. Put so. the penis away. So going from that to sex criminals. <laughs> and again, I think I'm about an issue behind on that one or two, maybe now that one is still good as well. That one's still very interesting. Took a weird, I think turn for a while. Like now it's, the two characters are like not as into each other or something like that. Or I don't know. It's, it's they kind of got caught by the time police or whatever you want to call them. And now they're kind of laying lowish, and now their relationship is kind of settled into a rut. So when they have sex, it's harder for both of them to go into the zone. And all. so it's an interesting kind of story. I'm still kind of enjoying that one. Rat- you couldn't find it with a map. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of funny because there is the one where, like, uh, the the one issue where it's like, well, no, no, wait, wait, I'm about. And then he's, like, off running around, and, and he finally comes back. She's like, uh, you did, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a cute little story, I think, overall. Rat Queens, I think I am caught up, I think, on that one. I think number uh, eight is the most yeah. recent. Uh, that was the, uh, the, the one you're talking about where you weren't sure like, if I'd missed an issue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I read that one. So still enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Of course. Really great thing. Lock and key. You borrowed me lock and key. I read through all of lock and key. And then that was what made me go on to comicsology and, and get volume six. <laughs> so I am completely done with lock and key. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. That was a good one. This was. It's George, solid story, solid yeah. art, solid oh, colors. Yeah. It's, it's and so much they could still do with it if they really wanted yeah. to. I mean, just insane amount of stuff. Well, rumor has it it's going to be adapted for TV. That would be interesting. Yeah. But yeah, this was one of those things like Jordan had borrowed me Astro City. I don't know why I kept, I, I just had a hard time getting into Astro City and I don't know what it was. It wasn't like, I didn't come away like, oh, I don't want to read this. It was just, it was like, I could. It wasn't drawing me in for some reason. Mm-hmm. So that's when he borrowed me lock and key because I had been interested in that. And that was one of those things I like almost every time they put it on sale, like all the volumes on sale on Comixology, I'm always like, ooh. But then I never could, but then it's still like 50, 60 bucks or something. Yeah. Like that, you know? <laughs> so I was like, ooh, no. Okay. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. So I got to read that. That was, that was really enjoyable. Uh, so much so that. I think I've asked Megan if she's interested in in reading it, so she might try out volume one there to see if it's something she's interested in or not. And then The Walking Dead book 10, so I don't know where that leaves me, but that's where I'm at now. Uh, the book came out, I believe, in September. I kind of spaced it, and then I got it right before we went on vacation. Megan read it 
most of it on vacation and finished it when we got back. And then as soon as she got it, I read it in like two days. Uh, so now we're going to wait forever for another book, but that was pretty enjoyable. It's again, it's, that's how we've always read it. So we're never, that's not something I'm probably ever going to do issue to issue because I know Megan wants to read it and she likes having the book collection now that we've got all the volumes sitting there on the shelf. So uh, that's one I'm just happy to kind of watch the show and see what happens. And then when the next book comes out, just power read through. <laughs> and then the one I told you about the other night, Suicide Risk. I read volumes one through three of that. That was on a sale. This is from Boom Studios. And I really kind of dig that. I actually went out. I see, I saw where it took me to. And I think the first three volumes puts me about maybe four issues behind where it's at right now. So I'm seriously considering grabbing now individual issues and then staying like one behind again. Cause again, it's like one ninety one three ninety nine. It's like, mm, not doing that, but that is a really cool little story. I, I've been kind of digging. I won't go into all of it. Cause I mean, like I said, I, I read volume one through three. So there's a lot that happened in there, but it starts off. The premise is this cop is basically kind of being debriefed. He's retelling the story of this Ooh. battle that just had, <laughs> That just happened. And it's kind of a world where all of these supervillains are kind of popping up and the cops can't really deal with it anymore. And one of the questions is, why aren't there as many heroes? And the heroes that do come around, why do a lot of them change over? Like they become villains after a while, after they've had their powers for a while. So he's trying to tell a story that, you know, this supervillain group basically, I think, robbed a bank or something like that and then so they killed off most of the hostages took out most of the cops the one hero that showed up got screwed with too and he's like one of the soul survived like his partner got his arm ripped off and is in the hospital now and he's just kind of fed up with it and he's like we can't do this we need to do something else and part of the deal is that a lot of the the rumor (laughs) is that a lot of these guys got their powers on the street like there's a power broker kind of thing. And so he kind of seeks out and gets a power of his own and all of that and why and all that good stuff gets revealed much later on in the other volumes. But that's kind of the setting for it to kind of go forward. You know, he wants, he wants to revenge his partner and, and all the people that died and, and all that good stuff. So he sets out to get his own power and kind of goes after those people and that kind of takes off from there. So really good story, really good take on again a, a different variant of kind of the tights and fights kind of thing and i i really like that one that's one like i said i think i might go ahead and start adding to to my list to read that's me well in the month finally managed to force my way through diplomatic immunity did you get any <laughs> i might have needed it just <laughs> the latest for cozen book for Kozigan book that i'm reading and it was just bad start to finish <laughs> front to back top to bottom Side to side, every way imaginable. I haven't yet looked to see if there's another book. I kind of hope there is, because if it ends on this note, <laughs> it's just horrible. Now you're just asking for punishment. Oh, speaking of asking for punishment. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I didn't come dressed for that yeah, tonight. Yeah. Back in what we're watching, Boardwalk Empires ended, and thank God. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Both Megan and I are like, oh, my God, thank you. Now we're done. We can stop watching this. I also finished uh, Saga of the Seven Sons, uh, Hidden Empire, uh, by Kevin J. Anderson. It was a pretty standard setup book. They laid out all the empires, their deep, dark histories, 
the new slash ancient enemy. And as is usual, the typical human refusal to take responsibility for their own actions. So yeah, this is, it was interesting enough that I'm eventually going to get around to the next book, but it was not interesting enough that I wanted to jump on the next book right away. <laughs> I went on to Monster Hunter Nemesis, Larry Korea. This is another Monster Hunter International World book, but much like Alpha, this doesn't have anything to do with the main characters. This is about Agent Franks and the government agent, Monster Control Bureau, and his story. The rumor that has been alluded to in all the books so far is that he he is the Frankenstein monster. And they address that. They give his whole origin. Some of it is debriefing to other agents <laughs> and some of it is told you know revealed in in the action of the story it was pretty good staying with korea i am also listening to spellbound book two of the grim noir and it's not nearly as good as the first book it's gonna finish it because it's just interesting enough to keep you really is this how it's gonna go it's gotta get better it's getting better but really is this how it's gonna go but the world as laid out in the first book was sufficiently good but i want to see where this goes because they had a really good hook on where the origins of magic in our world came from and about halfway through the second book they're not really it's still the crux of the plot they're just not doing anything with it they're trying to get to a point where they can do something with it and everything is well we've got to do something because of this thing going on with magic, but they are not getting anywhere where they're going to do something, and that's getting annoying. <laughs> I've started listening to uh, Acacia, The War with the Mean, which was a audible recommendation, and I don't know why. It's not bad, but it's... I don't know what it is. It's It's interesting. It starts off, the current royal family and the kids. Unsurprisingly, the king is assassinated. Oh, there's betrayal from the outer kingdoms. Oh, the enemy that nobody remembers is actually still out there. Oh, all the deep, dark secrets. Ten years later. <laughs> well, that was kind of shocking. And what I thought was going to lead up to an epic battle didn't. And they've kind of glossed over ten years history. And I think the second half of the book is just going to be Revisiting those 10 years history only in telling the tales of what happened as opposed to telling the tales of as it happens. And if that's the case, it's going to get really annoying. Yeah, you know, I'm not keen on the whole flashback thing, but I went to, uh, I went to Goodreads and it generally, it's got like a four point something rating. So people really like it. I'm just not sure why. It's not bad. It's not a four star book. And there's more. There's a whole, I don't know, there's like two or three books here in this series. And they all get like four plus ratings. And I'm not seeing it. I don't know what I'm missing. Uh, apparently, I'm missing something important. I'm going to finish it. That 10 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a book in between. Yeah. The, <laughs> part one, part two, different book totally. <laughs> part 1A. Yeah, part really. 1A. On the Kindle side, I've started reading Nagash, End of Times. This is a... Warhammer fantasy book that uh, came out a little while ago last month, I think. It uh, was part of a release of the Big Nagash Fig and the new rules for uh, mixed armies with the undead and some other rules for general army building that was fact into the uh, into the general rule book. 
But this is the fiction that came along with everything that, that they've put into scenarios in, in, in the Nagash rulebook. So it's, uh, the dude that was responsible for creating undead and vampires in Egypt. It's not Egypt, but it's Egyptian themed. He's come back. Unsurprisingly, the undead have returned. Uh, it's the end of times. Unsurprisingly, the name it's taken place. This is from the aspect of, uh, various, uh, named characters from the lore of like all 25 odd years of fantasy. There's, they've bounced around the various army books and talked about some of their named characters and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's an interesting read. There's some humor, some action. The next book that's coming out is, uh, going to be focusing on the warriors of chaos. So cool. Cause that's my other faction. So I wanted to read this so I can be ready for the next book and it, it's paying off. On the comic side, I've been reading Moon Knight. Warren Ellis finished his run, and at the end of the la- of issue six, the last Ellis book, and not just Ellis, but also the the artist that he was working with, they gave a four page preview of the next team. And boy, does the art suck! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep reading it because Moon Knight, he's cool. He just never gets a good run. He gets he's like had a half dozen, maybe seven series over the over the course of the years since he's been introduced. They just never last long. And he's been included on various teams every now and then. But I don't know why. It's He's not a hard character to write. He's got split personalities. That's all. And he's all, but all the personalities are killers. They just kill in different ways. It's, it's a fairly straightforward character. It's just unfortunate that it never gets the following for, for Marvel to keep it going. I'm catching up on uh, Hawkeye as well. I believe the series is actually done now. <laughs> They've announced a new Hawkeye series. <laughs> Don't know that I'll pick that up. I think I'm on issue 19. I think there's only four or five issues left, and and then this series will be done. So I think I'm almost caught up on that. And then I started something called uh, Dead Body Road, which is just a worthwhile title right there. <laughs> it's a real-world tale of vengeance, just kind of modern world cop. His wife was killed in a bank robbery, so now he's he's either quit or he's on admin leave, whatever. They don't quite address that, but he's not a cop right now. And he's going out on a, a revenge killing spree. So it's, it's standard kind of, it's a Stallone movie only in panel. And, and that's, it's interesting enough. And also rule books because I've been playing a lot of games too. What we're playing. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> what? Oh, let's see. No, I, I got some stuff here. We got in some more chroma cubes. Megan and I played that with some family. I think we played that. I think it was right after because we had. Was that some family or some family that you know? Or did you just play a game with some family you met down there? It was, it was some of our family. Okay. <laughs> I think it was right after, you know, the weekend before we left for vacation was, uh, we hosted her sister's baby shower. So I think it was, uh, you know, the kids came later and once everybody had gone, we, uh, played chroma cubes with them. So, uh, it was a lot of fun. And, and that one just recently ended on Kickstarter here and successfully. So that's awesome. Dungeon Ascendance. I unlocked a few more characters slowly getting there. I've been playing a lot of stuff on my tablet because we've gotten a lot of cool things on our tablets recent, recently. Did you try out Cafe International at all? Did no. you get that? Yeah. I've been you got using, the link though, right? Yeah. 
Okay, because I know I asked him because he's he's like I said he sent me one. I'm like, do you remember to send my co-host one? He's like, yeah, I sent it. So, I, I, but I never Ooh, asked. You know, him. I might need you to send that to me because I did a massive mail cleanup and I think I deleted all his stuff. No, well, I'll talk about it. <laughs> Suburbia is on the tablet now for Android. Played a little bit of that and that was kind of cool because that's one of those games. I think I've talked about it before. Is like. I think it's Mark at the game day always brings it and usually plays it, but I'm usually on another table. So mm-hmm. I've like never played it and I've got it sitting on the, on the shelf here. I've never actually played it. So when it came out on the table, I was like, I'm oh, okay. I want to play it. <laughs> I've bought the game twice now. Didn't I? <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Some cafe international. We'll probably talk about that more in the future. Then give Jordan a, a chance to play a little bit, but it's from the same group that brought us six takes which I've been playing a bit of that as well. You can check that out. Sentinels of the Multiverse is that's on the tablet now. That's been my big tablet time yeah. sink these days. I, uh, I've played quite a bit. That's that's my big battery drain. Is what yeah. That is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get in half a game of Sentinels, and then I'm going to have to plug in. Yeah. Plug in and play the rest. Uh, that, but that's been a lot of fun. Have you been playing the just the regular or the advanced? Just the regular. Yeah. I haven't beaten it yet. Really? Yeah. I I haven't lost yet. I get a bad beat every time. Every every time I've played, I've gotten the villain's or, or the environment's Uber card back-to-back turns. At one point, I was playing Baron What's-His-Face, and he got out his pulse ray or whatever it's called that does its health, mi- X or its health minus damage. Damage? And it was like at 12, I think it's a 12 health card or something like that. And I was like, first turn, I whittled it down to six. And I'm like, okay, I can take six for one turn because I'll know I'll blow it up next turn. Next turn, the environment card comes up. Another one of these pulse things. <laughs> oh, well, no, I can't do 18. Zap, yep. zap. And you're I, dead. I won two games in the most ridiculous, drawn out fashion. It's what's her name? The, the psychic that can put herself in a cocoon mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. not take damage. And before that, I had the the power out that she auto does one damage at the beginning of her turn. I had two games where she was in my in my party, and she was the last one in my party with that <laughs> cocoon and that one damage. And that's pretty much how the entire is like one, one, one. I had one game draw. I I was like, oh, I'll play this real quick. Okay, hours later, <laughs> one, one, one. I've done 132 <laughs> points of damage one at a time. Yeah, so I've it's ridiculous. I've won two games like that. And then, of course, like the one time that cocoon got blown up, I had another one in my hand. <laughs> I was like, bam. I haven't lost yet. I, I've actually thought about switching over to the advance and see. But, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. I haven't played it. I've, like, when I first got it, I played a bunch, but then it was, like, right before we went on vacation. So I, I played a little bit since then. But I don't know. I've maybe 10-ish games or so. Under my belt. I've only gotten in five or six. Yeah. It's uh, and then, it's not a game you can play quickly. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, and I always, I've made the mistake a couple times going, oh, I'm going to play a quick game. Like three, three villains or three heroes. No. 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 If you want the quicker game, it's usually all the heroes. <laughs> it's, I keep, it, I keep trying to equate smaller party to quicker Faster, game. Yeah. No. That doesn't work that way. <laughs> And then we played a lot of Ticket to Ride on the tablet, too, because that was our go-to game on the plane. <laughs> and when we were on vacation, Megan wanted to play it a few times because she re-fell in love with Ticket to Ride because it had been a while since we played. So played a lot of that. And then while we were there, we brought a bunch of games, but we only got to play two. We played Suro, 
which was actually both of our first times. Like I've had Cerro, but mm-hmm. I've never actually played it. Yeah, I uh, like it. It's a good yeah. cerebral game. Yeah, so we had a lot of fun with that. It was just the two of us, but uh, her friend was watching us, watched us play the whole time. So I see there's strategy in here. But, you know, so he watched that, and then we played uh, Ghosts Love Candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was very Megan really thematic. likes that game, and it was thematic for you know being right before Halloween. So that was a lot of fun. We played those two. And then when I got back on the Xbox, I played, uh, played a bit of Dark Souls. Uh, and by play a bit of Dark Souls, I mean I die over and over again. And I stopped playing that game. <laughs> I'm glad that was a free game because if I had paid money for that, I would be. I right. did pay money for it. Oh, that's, uh, cause it was also re- recently, but so I mean like cheap, but still, uh, Dark Siders 2 was the most recent free game. Not right now, but. In October. Yeah. Uh, so I downloaded that. And I played a bit of that. I'd never played Darksiders 1, and that was 50% off. So I grabbed that. So I went back because, so spoiler alert, apparently things don't go well for you in Darksiders. Because <laughs> Darksiders, you play war, and Darksiders 2, you play death, trying to free war. <laughs> so apparently I, I, everything, so I'm playing Darksiders right now. But apparently it's all for What's not. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, like, I know this is going to get hosed somewhere along the line because death is trying to save me now. But I actually, I'm really enjoying the, that game or both of those games or whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm just focusing on si- Darksiders right now. Darksiders uh, 3, Famine has to rescue. Well, death that's what I, I'd actually be all right with that. If they did four and all of them were the different horsemen, because it's kind of cool. And the backstory on the horsemen and, and how the horsemen are there to keep balance and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's actually kind of a cool little, little thing. I really, I really have been digging it. And there are some, uh, there are some interesting, like I, I know the other day I was just like, I was just swearing at my dad. It's like, God, come on. Like I redo something like 50 times, <laughs> but it's still, I, I'm enjoying it. Like this weekend, I forgot what night it was, but there was one night I popped it in. And I think I went to bed at like, well, it was like uh, Saturday Saturday night going into Sunday. I went to bed at like six thirty in the morning. It's like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. I, I played all night. <laughs> <laughs> just, I was having a, I was just having a good time with it. Uh, so that's pretty much what I've been playing. My list is not quite as varied since I probably don't do much on the consoles anymore. I haven't either, but just recently I kind of wanted to. I had to download some stuff for Megan. The Walking Dead season two. I never got that final episode, and she wanted to finish it out so i happened to be downloading stuff for her and i was like oh a free game and so i just kind of got back into it a little bit it's like i haven't played the console in forever i'm gonna play my damn console yeah i uh i haven't turned on my (laughs) ps3 since like summer (laughs) and xbox we just use for netflix and prime so i mean it's still getting used just not for games that's why i'm what did they announce that made me revise my xbox one purchase schedule <laughs> they put out something something oh out of nowhere somebody say if you don't know it's probably not worth the purchase then well no it, it's not because they said i saw an article that was like fallout 4 on the xbox one and the ps4 and i'm like this game got shit canned like months ago they they said it was in development and then they canceled it and I'm pretty sure they're not just going to suddenly ramp it up for Xbox One <laughs> when it was being developed for last gen. And if they are, they're not going to do it now. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, this is a release for Christmas or holiday, not announce it the month before the holiday. And I was looking around. I'm like, no, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> so 
that almost made me revise my my purchase schedule. But I'm still holding out for Batman. That's right. Although I think Megan uh, Assassin's Creed is coming mm-hmm. out. I think a, a month or two before Batman. So she's like, no, no, we're getting it here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky I don't have those conversations, <laughs> but it's, it's just kind of irritating because I missed the window where I could have traded in both my consoles and the games I had probably would have gotten one or the other, but now they've been out sufficiently long that like the trade in is like 50 bucks each, like. <laughs> but I want to keep the Xbox because I can't trade in. Well, I don't have enough trade in to purchase it outright and, mm-hmm. or, or, and I don't want to purchase it outright right now because. Yeah, there's just not enough games out yet for it for me to justify right. an outright uh, a full price purchase. So I'm like, uh, do I even know anybody who wants a PS3? Because there's nothing else that feeds up an HDMI port on my <laughs> my TV for when we get a a Fire TV box since it's full. So something's gonna have to get unplugged. <laughs> Either that, or I have to buy like a six HDMI port soundbar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, what I've actually been playing, a lot of Attack Wing, both Star Trek and D&D, because uh, D&D came out, and if you've watched the video, you know my thoughts on that. I will just say, I think it's a really great game, really good evolution, models are good, mechanics are good, cards are good, check it out if you like Flight Path or you like D&D. Had our Pathfinder RPG session, and we've been playing uh, the same group when not enough people show up, which is fairly often recently. So we've started campaigning Skull and Shackles. And you never invite me. Well, well, we're going to be starting a new <laughs> session in January. So if you do want to make the once a month trek to Roch, you're more than welcome. I'm pretty sure Mike would have no issue with you joining, especially if you're going to be consistent about it. <laughs> yeah, one of the guys is just flaky. <laughs> Seriously, if you want to get in, I'll talk to him. Because we're starting a new uh, new adventure. In- oh, we can talk to him on Saturday. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, we finished the first two... Will he run Shadowrun is the question. <laughs> <laughs> the first two adventures in, um, or the first two, uh, scenarios of the first adventure path in, uh, in Skull and Shackles. And, uh, wow, the first one was hard. <laughs> I read the set, set up for it, the card, and it was just like locations, one to six players, fog bank, just one locations. And it was like, it's, what was it called? I don't know, but essentially you went out and got drunk and now you've been dragooned onto the boat. <laughs> And all you got to do is get off the boat. You got to go through. There's um the villain and six bosses, or I should say six henchmen. But everybody, there's only one location. There's no going around. Everything's going to be in the deck. I'm like, this doesn't look like it's going to be too hard. We should blow through this pretty quick. And the reward is like a trait upgrade right away. I'm like, wow, this is going to rock. And then I turn over and look at the scenario rules. Take one of those random henchmen out and put it in the bane pile. Your maximum hand size is how many henchmen are in the Bane pile. <laughs> oh, no, not how many henchmen, how many Banes are in the Bane pile. Oh, so we're all starting off with one card. <laughs> and that that made things a lot harder right <laughs> off the bat. I'm like, no, this isn't going to be hard. And we were drawing monsters right off the bat. That's like, I had one spell and our <laughs> Blood Rager had like a shield. And uh, our what was, what was Nate playing? I forget what Nate was playing. I think it's playing Reziel. Oh yeah. So all in skulls, one of her innate traits is just evade. So like I'm getting my ass kicked. Our blood rager is getting his <laughs> ass kicked and Reziel is just like everything that pops up. Oh, 
evade. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it took us, I think it took us a half hour just to get to three cards in the Bane pile that we could, <laughs> so that we could have like three cards in our hand. And then things started to speed up. But what initially looked like a relatively easy, just like cakewalk. I'm like, well, I- I'm going to feel guilty about taking the reward on this. And then we turn it over. <laughs> Wow, that was that was hard. That was way hard, <laughs> but it was good. It was good. I'm playing a uh, what am I playing? The Arcanist, one of the new mm-hmm. uh, adventure uh, advanced class guide characters, and Mike's playing the the Blood Rager, which is kind of a uh, barbarian cleric. Yeah. So and and, and Nate's playing Mariziel, likes his daggers, her daggers. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's at three. It's not quite the sweet spot. I kind of wish we had four. I think four is the sweet spot for that game, but uh, still, it's enjoyable. We we, we move through with nah, efficiency is too strong a word. We get through. <laughs> <laughs> Got in a game of Super Dungeon Explorer. Glad I didn't buy it. Michael painted it for somebody, and I think he was given a copy of it as part of the commission price or something like that. It's not a bad game. It's Descent meets Gauntlet. There's spawn points and one player is the overlord. They don't call him that, but as he's the overlord and he runs the monsters and procs all the monsters stuff. And then the players have to kill everything and get to the spawn points and kill the spawn point. Everything just keeps coming out and coming out and coming out. It's not a bad game, but there's player elimination. There's apparently a couple like uber powered artifacts. If you can find them that will revive somebody from the dead. But you know, it was like we put two hours into the game and then I died. Uh, and there was no chance for me to come back because. We were all going to die that same turn <laughs> uh, or the next turn. The other two were going to die. But yeah, the, what was going to be a fun game turned into a really annoying game. When Once I discovered that there's player elimination, it's like, and I was, my ass was dragging. So I was like, is there any chance I'm going to come back into this? No. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm going home to bed because I'm tired. It's not a bad game. And the the models are cool. The The models are very cool looking. And, and Jordal started to paint up some of the models. And they look good. I mean, the, the, the sculpts themselves and of course his paintwork just making them look yeah. better. That was one of the ones that, that, that's one that you have to actually assemble the, yeah. the miniatures. Yeah. That was, but they're not the, big assembly. Yeah. It's like still locks. That of- was, that was the big reason why I'm like, mm, no, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out for sure. So yeah, I'm glad I didn't buy it. If we get it to the table again, I won't complain. I'll just oh, come, on, come on now. No, I, I won't because in the end, you know, if I have it on audio, it's recorded. <laughs> I'll keep you to that. that you're not going to bitch. Now you didn't specify. You're just, if it comes to the table, you're not going to bitch. <laughs> yeah. If somebody chooses it. Now what happens during the game? No, no, that's no. a whole different no. thing. If the game comes to the table, you're not going to bitch. Period. <laughs> well, I didn't say like ah! ever again. <laughs> And the way I died, it's, it's, uh, it was, it was a newbie mistake. I just wasn't familiar with the effects of all the creatures around me. So if you it had like, been an hour- like that one time we played that walking dead game, I went, <laughs> yes. boop, 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 blip. All right. Well, that was fun. Turn one dead. <laughs> okay. I reveal 17 Death. of them. Awesome. <laughs> Yay. Thank God we played this game <laughs> again. Player elimination. So fun. Yeah, that one sucked. Remember, that was that was literally first turn death. Yeah, that was first turn death for you. And then I don't know who else was there. He followed it up in the third turn, and I was done by the fifth. <laughs> As then we watched Jordal and the other guy play for a while. <laughs> Can I go home? Yeah. <laughs> if you know, if this game, if it had happened an hour earlier, I might have argued about the way I died. I just didn't realize that I was using a range spell 
but and it was a burst. So I targeted somebody that was not beside me, mm-hmm. but the burst then affected somebody beside me. And according to those rules, even though they weren't the target, I was engaged in melee because it took damage. And then when it takes damage in melee, it has a on the way out the door death effect mm. and it killed me. That sounds jinky. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> at no point did I target him. That sounds like a legit, you know, is, is, is you hear that story and then you go, yeah, he was justified flipping the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was a justifiable table flip right there. But at that point it was 845 and the other two weren't doing that much better than me. And I'm like, screw it I'm, I'm i'm tired I'm, I'm too tired to fight an hour ago i might have gone online to look for a fact on that creature but now eh, I'll, I'll save the rage for the next game uh, and then our halloween game last week on our game night was student bodies from smirk and dagger the new smirk and dagger hotness yeah lukewarmness i don't know a lot of people that are really raving about it it's generally getting overall good good reviews and it's a good game i enjoyed it screw your neighbor in the high school and uh, I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times. <laughs> it's um, it's high school of the dead. <laughs> it's fun. It's uh, we didn't have we were at three players, and I think to to get the full effect of it, you want to be at the four or five because at three players, it's just wide enough that we could all, depending on the terrain and what cards we have each take a path and not really in, be involved with each other directly. We were just moving zombies around at each other, which, you know, was fun in its own right. But I think at four, four plus, when there's definitely less space for everybody to move around in, there'll be a lot more dickery. The actions and, and how you move and how you use your cards, it's it's all very smooth and very well laid out. There's some really, you build the deck with 10 basic cards, the, the zombie deck, this, this is the AI. You got the 10 basic cards that are like, spawn a zombie and give it an action or all zombies get one action and spawn an action. And then there's like decks one, two, and three, which ramp up in the nastiness of the cards. And one of the cards was coach Harble. All the named characters have little fluff text on them mm-hmm. about, you know, there was like Billy, the former football player. You hated him when he was a bully and now he's just come back for more or something like that, you know, <laughs> and coach Harble, I forget what his flavor text is, but it's all zombies get in action three times. And so it's just like, oh, everybody's just going to walk up to somebody and eat them. <laughs> it's good. It's funny. The premise I like, got to get the cure. But once you get the cure, you can't die because then you're just out. There's player elimination, but I think the game is sufficiently fast that it's not really annoying player elimination. So I'm looking forward to getting to that table again because I think I might bring that to game day too. Because it's fun, and I like to see it at max players, just to get the yeah. full full effect of the dickery. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because so I I got it, but I haven't looked through it enough yet. I'd, it's I'd another one with zombie that. standees. Yeah, you want me to bring some extra zombie standees? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got. So yeah, going back to our possible conversation. So we've got the uh, game day this weekend. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going. Sounds like you're going. So. Is there anything you want me to, to bring? Just your own sexy self. Well, that's a given. I know there's anything that you want me to try to brush up on rules or that we haven't played. Walkstar, you, you mentioned that a couple of times. I'm just looking. Actually, yeah. Walkstar is the one that jumps right off yeah. for me. You, yeah. you had mentioned that la- one of the last times you were over, so could do um, that. Yeah. Oh, you got your second Doomtown. Yeah. Cool. That's why I wasn't really in a major rush <laughs> for you to bring the other one back. <laughs> 
Well, that's another one we should play it sometime soon here too. Yeah, that multiplayer's out, so maybe yeah. we can uh, get that in there too. Sure. All right, so that'll pretty much bring us to the end of an episode. Just a reminder, again, there's some things that we are kind of looking for feedback on, so if you would be so kind. Again, uh, the t-shirt. Buy our T-shirts, damn it! <laughs> the T-shirt uh, <laughs> idea, if that's something that you want me to go forward with. Buy a T-shirt, get a free mug. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm still losing money on that deal. <laughs> Buy a lot of t-shirts, maybe. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, again, so that's, I, I we got to sell a minimum of 50. And depending on if we can get multiple colors, I put in for a few. If I get one t-shirt, then we only need seven people to get one for every day of the week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> again, we're looking at our, our pledge drive coming up and the, the, uh, patreon potentially here in the future so if you have any ideas on those but specifically the 31 days of podcasting if there's some stuff that you would like me to try to cover during that uh, i know some people asked last time about there being actual segments or something uh, i'm more than happy to do that uh, i prefer to do uh, new content or daily content uh, so i don't want to go back and do like a best of or anything like that i actually record every day and if you have any top five lists you'd like us to discuss or uh, jeff to discuss hate you i hate you right now (laughs) (laughs) my work here is done yeah and also uh like i said i did it once last year or a year before now uh because we kind of skipped the september still about a year a little over a year but i did have a you know, a uh, Skype call with a listener for one of the 31, 30 days last time. Uh, so I'd like to do that again at least one. So if that's something you're interested in, let us know as well. So uh, again, over on the uh, website, all the ways you can get a hold of us. So contact form or email, whatever you want to do, podcast at allisgeeks.com or the contact form or Skype or anything. Any way that you usually interact with us is, is golden. We're good. Some Interact. Whatever. I saw you impersonating me earlier today. <laughs> no, somebody made an assumption. Uh, but we would greatly appreciate. Oh, and, and again, uh, the other thing that we're looking for is early December. We're doing our end of the year. So if you have favorite moments or anything like that you want to share, if you want to be a part of that, get those to us as well again. And Don's going to be here. So feel free to include that in your, your planning for questions or moments. There you go. So, all right, that will do it for us. So I'm Jeff King and I'm the Canadian. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a proud member of the geek cast network. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other podcasts with a geek culture slant, head over to geekcastnetwork.com where you will find podcasts such as Royal Monster Battalion, where two geeks share their love of monster movies and have a few laughs along the way.
Hey DJ, play that song, keep me dancing all night long. Probably should have looked at when. <laughs> now. <laughs> when it ends. Then. <laughs> Later. Soon. Over when it's over. <laughs> when it doesn't take pledges no more, it's done. Dear Dragonflame, I have missed you. I've read about these encounters, but I never <laughs> thought they'd happen to me. <laughs> if any of our listeners get that. <laughs> if I leave it in, because I'm not leaving most of this in. And you're flaming. <laughs> Loot. And you are flaming the countryside. Oh, and uh, you are fabulous. <laughs> Bitch, please. I'm fabulous. <laughs> <sighs> we've, we've been gone a while. Oh, it's been a while. You want to go? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Please, with enthusiasm. No. <laughs> My gas gauge is past the E. <laughs> <laughs>